This week on Chatty Crafties, we're wetting your whistle for the holidays. You'll remember Genevieve from way back in episode one. She and I have been offering holiday arts workshops to the public for years. Creative and emotional crafting sessions that we have found to really help invigorate the holiday experience. So before you start thinking about what to bring down from the attic and how many presents you're planning to crochet, consider taking a different approach to the most wonderful time of the year. That's right, Halloween's coming, honeys. Don't let the creepy cupcakes and the crafting get in the way of creating something spiritually sweet for yourself. I'm Amber, and here's Angelica with our weekly chat. Hi, Genevieve. Hi, Amber, and hi, Angelica. Welcome, Creative Conjurer. Welcome back. Thank you. It is an honor to be here as always. We've brought Genevieve back to talk about holiday arts workshops because if you haven't noticed, it's that time of year when holidays become obvious again and people are starting to think <laughs> about meaning making. No, they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about chocolate. And, yeah. And family. And expensive and, costumes. And getting and together and parties and getting spooky. So we're excited to have you back and talk about things that... Uh, are really creatively juicy. Yeah, like holidays. They yeah. are creatively juicy. I mean, think about all the crafting that goes on around holidays. It's a lot. Yeah, making costumes is kind of what gets me in the mood for mm-hmm. Halloween and very mm-hmm. much and wearing them and, you know, having mm-hmm. an excuse to be a kid again. Yes. Very much. Um yes. so before we go on, we've got a pile of hats here. I think we should just go ahead and take what speaks to you. Okay. Ooh, is this a fascinator? It's it's a big old, we'll call it that. I'm going to take this tiny sparkly tiara. Oh. I've got this child-sized chef's hat. This is not going to fit. Over our headphones. This <laughs> is a really cool oh, twist. Bad. So let's talk about what's uh, what's getting us going this week or these days. What's, what's a nice inspiration for everybody of the moment? Hmm. Well, today you sweet ladies were kind enough to join me at the Wildflower Center for the grand opening of Fortlandia. Um, There were 10 designers that won a spot, and Open Envelope Studio was one of them. Um, And we did a project called Blanket Fort, um, which Matt took the lead on the design and most of the build. Goodness gracious, that man worked so many hours. and so we've only seen it in isolation thus far. This is the first day I saw kids playing in it, our kids. And it mm-hmm. was so special, and it really moved me. So thank y'all for coming and letting me share that with y'all. It, um, it was really beautiful. I tried to express this to you in the moment, but it, um, it was a very powerful piece of art. And it mm. felt like a sacred space. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the way, where it got deposited. Yes. <laughs> like, it felt like a, a really... Yeah, a sacred grove almost. It did, yeah. It had the trees kind of growing in through the installation. And then the way that you laid it out was, you know, we talked about this, it was laid out like a cathedral. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this sky window in the middle of it. Everyone should look at pictures of it or go. Um, it's just gorgeous. You look up to the sky. There's such beautiful angles, the way it captured like motion and stillness. I thought it was just really powerful. I was, oh, I was as you. I said, deeply moved. And, and a damn fine reason to go to the Wildflower Center. Which yeah. is also a deeply moving place. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That's the truth. An inspiring place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
that was that was fun. It's gonna be there till February. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. So take your kids, everyone, or yourself, and just walk around and have mm-hmm. a moment. So are you saying that you were inspired by your friends showing up, or just like the the whole landscape of like the people you know, the people you don't know, and the the work itself? I was inspired by seeing something that was really personal and that we were really excited about and labored over and then sharing it with yeah you guys and strangers like letting people into something personal like okay here's this little nugget we've been working on it was in our heart and now we've sent it out into the world so it just felt really good to see the users because most of the time we design and build residential landscapes so the, the people that live there, we never see them play in it. Mm. We never see them interact with it. It's just mm-hmm. kind of this picturesque, you know, final moment that I have on our website. But it's never, you know, something I see activity in. And so this was something, some public art that people were using. People didn't, you know, they were commenting as they were running through it. And like, this is fun. This is awesome. And not having any idea that Matt or I had something to do with it right next to them. And we could just hear their honest reactions. So oh, that was really, really fun. That's invaluable. It's yeah. Like we had an art opening. Yeah. It, or I also imagine it's like it's like theater. Because we were talking mm-hmm. about how these, these forms that are out there, they're going to change over time. And how people are having experiences with them and then they're going to shift, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the experience you have with them in that moment is going to be just that one-time thing. Yeah. And um, that's theater, you know? Yeah, so definitely. It, it's, really, uh, it's a really cool project. Go see it. Fortlandia. Mm-hmm. And ours is called Blanket Fort. Mm-hmm. Oh and God. that's called Sage. Just waking up. <laughs> this is a wild slapdash episode. I hope it, <laughs> yeah. it's really good. Yeah, heads up. There's an infant here. Right yeah. here in the an room. An infant baby. He was in utero the last time Genevieve was here. Oh, yeah, that's right. One. Cool. That's right. That's right. And now he's showing up. Excuse me. Is this your inspiration of the week? <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty inspiring, actually. I mean, I take a lot of photos of him, and I look at him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> think about, like, oh. You're so cute. You don't tell him, like, hey, you're my magnum opus. Because <laughs> that can't be true. I already did this. Yes. But it kind of it does feel that way. I mean, our kids are... Walking embodiments yeah. of all our creative yeah. juices. Yeah. And it, I look at the people I love, their faces, and I'm like, you're beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're oh. just so beautiful. It's really a powerful feeling. Let yeah. Me, let me grab that feeling. Hold yeah. on. So I'm going to, um, I know last week I did an art book and this week I'm doing an art book. It's called The Art Spirit by Robert Henri, who was a early, um, 21st century American painter and, um, ended up just being this really prolific teacher and writer and like had just fantastic things to say and and I've been reading this book with Bill we've been sharing it and kind of like stealing it out from under each other because like every chapter there's some like huge huge piece that you know is is really moving for us and he he, this isn't something I actually chose from the book he sent it to me um, yesterday and the quote is many a canvas carries on its face the artist's thought of the cost of paint and many a picture has fallen short of its original intention by the obtrusion of this idea. And, and then the reverse is also true. So this question of like, like how, how thoughtful are you about 
the amount that you're pouring into whatever you're doing. Huh. You know, like, are you really thinking about your materials? Are you really thinking about time? Are you really thinking about, you know, whatever your constrictions are instead of just letting it flow from a place of abundance and just assuming there's no timeline? And I'm sure for many of us, you know, there is some kind of deadline for, for artists, but, yeah. you know, like a fort opening. Oh, man. Mm. The but, constraints that you have to put around yeah, the creativity? Yeah. Is and that like, what you're talking about? Well, I mean, the the materials that you're using, like, if you have a miserly spirit going into it, mm. it shows up in your work, mm. you know, and, and similarly, you know, if you look at someone's, someone's output, you are seeing a, a stroke of where they were at the moment and where mm. their head was. And, yeah, definitely. You know, I don't have any answers. I just really liked the, the questions that stirred up for me. I was watching um, Janelle Monet videos the other night oh, yeah. and we we were watching more modern videos and then um tightrope came on which as y'all know was like one of her i don't know maybe a breakout kind of video and my thought as i watched it was like this is brilliant and this is when she didn't have all the money oh yeah. sure you know because she had those constraints but she found but working within them she found a way to like still make it so brilliant um so oh, yeah. you know but there also, the themes in that video are about, like, constraint. They're about being in a mental institution and, like, being held back. And then the themes of her current music is all about just being open Balls and, like, out. abundance and mm -hmm. here I am and look at me. And it's such a vast contrast between where she was when she started and where she is now. And it's it's really yeah. powerful to but, see an artist who's using. But the spirit feels the same. Oh, absolutely. It's her. It's her. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's authentic for sure. Yeah. And to answer more about um, my inspiration, because I kind of said the people in my life, but I have another answer, which is I've been um, I've been reading and listening a lot about Mr. Rogers, about Fred Rogers. Oh, sure. He's always kind of been a guru of mine, but I've been reading lots of his books lately and. I'm inspired by him in many ways, mostly kind of as like a healer in the world or a helper in the world, but also just the way that he let his creativity inform his healing and helping. Um, I mean, that show was really creative. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was uh -huh. really creative. And and you really find out later in life now, you know, that we're seeing all these documentaries, how creative it mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's hot right now. And mm -hmm. so sensitive and, like, true to himself and... Authentic. Yeah, definitely. He has that quote. He said, like, the greatest gift we can give to a child is an authentic and, like, adult. Like, an adult who's showing up healthy as themselves. Mm. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> right? That hit me. He, oh, everything, I... things he say, I read it and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> preach. He's saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is as a kid, I hit this age, and this is something that the girls have said to me lately about, like, yo, Gabba Gabba, like, oh, that show is silly, that's for babies. Sure. And I had that moment with um, Mr. Rogers, you know, in elementary school, where my mom only let me watch PBS, and kids at school were watching other stuff, and they're like, you watch that? And so I had this moment of mm. feeling too old for it, like it wasn't cool yeah. enough. Yeah, it's not cool. It's not. It's not cool. It's mm -mm. just <laughs> being true to yourself. <laughs> and I I wonder when I outgrew that feeling of outgrowing. Oh. 
and like coming back around full circle mm. to like, oh, this is just a really sweet thing. There's mm. nothing yeah. wrong with it. There's nothing. And that's a the kid thing. You have to feel like you're outgrowing something because that's you're that's progress. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So anyway. and what a big gap there must be between the moment that you truly outgrow it and the moment that you notice that you've outgrown mm-hmm. it. You know, like that. There's so much. I mean, I hate to say it this way, but like there's time wasted there where you could have been feeling. You know, just Getting like something from it easy and like free of this constraint that you put on yourself. And like, you know, you have to remind yourself to check in sometimes on the things that you thought were not so cool. Yeah. And yeah. Hmm. Oh, lovely. Lovely. That'll do it. That'll tie that up. Yeah. <laughs> with a bow. Speaking of, someone made fun of a holiday arts workshop today to oh, me. No. Yes. Yes. I explained what it was and I got kind of a like, ooh, that sounds. A little granola, or like oh. I, the comment was like, "Oh, that sounds spiritual, or something." And yeah, I was like, like "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is." Thank you. But it wasn't. It wasn't mean. It was just like, "That's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little too much." So you know, acknowledging that sometimes the holidays are like light and easy for people, and maybe maybe that's okay. But if you want to do a little more like depth in your holiday, that's what they're for. And for those who want to do a little more want a little more woo-woo in their woo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and that's not to, to cast dispersions on the, the Hallmark community mm-hmm. that, like, you know, it, it gets wrapped up and taken care of with the greeting card. Because even that is a nod to making meaning out of the moment. And, right, yeah. And calling attention to the things that are valuable to you. And sometimes Hallmark has that written right on the inside of the card. Absolutely. You know, and that's, yeah. that's a really good effort. Yeah. And the real question is, how can we put to best use these holidays? Yeah. You know, for our own health or for our communities or for ourselves. How can we use the holiday to its fullest and all the gifts that it offers and use those things to, like, move things and grow and heal and instead of it being this commercial application because i think that's what a lot of people get out of the holidays is the pressure Mm -hmm. to like oh well now i've got to decorate with halloween decorations like i've got to go buy all this stuff or now it's thanksgiving okay i've got to make the this big meal to impress people and there's pressure 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 oh girl you weren't even talking about presents yeah especially christmas then you like how many people am i supposed to buy for um how much should the present be like where do we cut you know draw the line Mm -hmm. and that's one version that I get from people mm-hmm. and I just try to stay out of it. I try to push that away because I love this time of the year. The The weather's changing. It's getting cooler. It feels like a new page is turning. Um, and it's a chance to just, like you said, make meaning out of it. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. That's the meaning someone is applying. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's what you're being fed. They're using the holiday for that. Right. They, they, they have an anxiety that they want to use the holiday for. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I like you that know? there's an option to look for the instinct that you originally... I can hear his, his rubber chewing over yeah, there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. It's really cute. I remember feeling, as a kid, before I was ingesting a lot of TV and magazines and, you know, well before there was any internet presence in my life, I wasn't thinking about what other people were going to be wearing and, you know, mm-hmm. what the meal plan was. I had no control over any of that. And I was just thinking about, oh my gosh, like the wind is howling through the window when mm-hmm. I keep it just this wide mm-hmm. open. And 
And the one thing that was influencing me, I remember, was the Oriental Trading Catalog. It would come in the mail, and I would just like, like I grab it like a porno mag, like I run to my room and just like, oh, look at those gooey eyeballs, like, and that, like, it was really attractive to me early on. But I was like, oh my gosh, it was just helpful to get me in the moment. Yeah, like, and that was part of my ritual for the fall was getting this magazine, and That's you know, beautiful. and now I think I, I more look at going to Target and walking through the Halloween mm, aisle as like. Yeah a really like shallow sense of inspiration but it this when I think about holidays I always wonder like what time period would I rather be living in you know mm. like I would love to get my gifts wrapped in muslin instead of like tons of paper and like you know like less attention paid toward appearances mm -hmm. and more on the earth and like mm -hmm. just this huge shift that everyone is feeling yeah. right and I think with our, our workshops, it's what we're really trying to, to anchor in is like just the very instinctual feelings that you already have. You mm -hmm. can access them. Mm -hmm. We're just like trying to clear some space for you to do it. Right. So these workshops started with uh, New Year's Eve, we should say. How long ago? Five years? Sure. Six, maybe? I don't know. Um, but yeah, they started with New Year's Eve because New Year's Eve was the most obvious one, right? We, we have rituals at New Year's Eve, like the toast or mm -hmm. the countdown or firecrackers or kisses, right? Yeah. And, um, and yet, and people, people put a lot of emotional energy into New Year's Eve, like, oh, something's going to change for me. I have yeah. a resolution, yeah, resolution or, so there's already that emotional energy around it. So we kind of just drew on that. We decided we needed, um, to help people really okay, we're going to set resolutions. Let's thoughtfully and consciously get together and decide what we want to change in our lives. Like, let's mark this time. What can we release? What can we let go of? And so we call our New Year's Eve uh, ritual. Making room. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. And um, so, you know, and then we do some crafts and we do a little toast and we do a countdown. Have you been to one, Angelica? I've only been to the fall one, the ghost one. And the Valentine's one. And the Valentine's one. Right. I've been to one ghost. Yeah. One. To two. Yeah, you've been to one, you've been to them all. <laughs> yeah. You kind of get the idea, right? Yes. Yeah, ultimately, you know, it's like, we, we have a format, and I, I think we love sticking to it, because I think, for at least for us, it's effective, you know, mm -hmm. like, we assume... Having never been uh, to our own workshops, you know, we, we try to work it out, work them out on each other and, and figure out what lands and, and what's powerful. Mm -hmm. and, and every so year a is a little different, though. Every we do change a little. Yeah. So what are the seasonal um, workshops that you do? Okay, so it started with making room on New Year's, and we do that every year. And then we added in... Uh, the Art of the Heart. The Art of the Heart. For Valentine's mm -hmm. Day. Which is not about romantic love, but about just love. Mm -hmm. Agape. Um, and then we added in Earth Day. We did an Earth Day one, and oh, that was really did. fun. But we've really only done that once. I think we did it twice. Okay. Once very unofficially. Uh, one time we did a summer solstice one. If you yes, say we so. did. We did. <laughs> and then we added in Ghosts, an evening with what haunts you, and that's our Halloween one. And then we added in uh, the Art of Gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Christmas is its own circus. We don't try well, to Christmas, touch that. You know, one of the things that we try to do is not make it religious. Right. And Christmas is a religious holiday. Yeah. Like, it's super religious. One could argue that Valentine's Day is too, or, you know, any of these are kind of religious. But we try to keep it in the secular. And I think we're also trying to prep you for Christmas with the gratitude workshop in, yeah. in November just and to get you ready for that huge holiday window mm-hmm. right. before New Year's. And the I'd say the gratitude one, it's the newest one, and it probably needs the most polishing, in my opinion. It's a little I rough. think they're all pretty perfect. perfect. <laughs> they're perfectly authentic to, you know, our effort level and our time and, and, and also, like, what's important to us right now. So I can't wait to see where these end up in 10 years. It's true. They'd and, be real sterile by then. Yeah. And the ghosts one... <laughs> Uh, we dis- we made a conscious decision. For a while, we talked about doing ghosts that was more like about grief, like around the sort of... Yeah, because it, it was rooted, our, our effort was rooted in Dia de los Muertos. And yes. Like, mm. Trying to harness that and get... I don't know. We weren't trying to like take out the social, the, the cultural appropriation. We were just well, trying to Well, I think to, like, we realized it wasn't our holiday. We yeah, were like, we and can't then do we Dia de los Muertos. We're like, oh, wait, 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 wait but, but Halloween... But we know about Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. We know how spooky it is. So it shifted from honoring people who have passed on, specifically, and honoring like death, to honoring that which we're afraid of. So Uh we moved into ghosts and fear and like what inside of you is stuck and needs to be released. Yeah. And And what a deep well that is. Yeah. There's this line from the from the ritual part of that workshop that goes, um, and so let the dead thing rise. So, like, we get girl cravings. <laughs> Weird in there. We're getting more theatrical every year. Yeah. Well, I think what I've We're come letting to go realize and letting is that, it happen. and the, the ghost one really taught me this, is that for these workshops, um, what I call liturgy is really important. Like, it's important to have, when you're doing a ritual, to make it sound like a ritual, to make people come in and be like, something's happening, to make people kind of drop in. You need not to just improvise the words. The words uh-huh. need to be spell-like or liturgical. Like, they need to be poetic in a certain way. Mm-hmm. They need to fit. A little witchy. Mm-hmm. They need to fit the A little the, witchy. Uh, but even, you know, intention. like for Thanksgiving, even a little bit witchy, right? Like, how can we kind of pull in those sort of sacrament parts of ourselves yeah. or those parts of ourselves that are like, this is a sacred second. Yeah. You know? So we'll, we'll ask you quickly, from the workshops you've attended, what's your impression of the setting that we lay out? Does it feel personal to you or does it feel kind of inaccessible? It feels personal to me, I think because you give moments of pause to everyone. Uh, at least in the art of the heart, um, you know, you had moments where you were speaking and setting the scene and then, okay, here's what I want you to consider. So you guys had us write a letter to ourselves. Um, to your heart. To our, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there were, there were steps that allowed us to make it personal Good. within the framework that you set up. Perfect. That's exactly what we want. Do you yeah. think walking into another workshop not led by two people you know, you would invest as holy? I was more concerned about interacting with strangers. <laughs> I think that one was a little hard for me. I'm, I am more comfortable um, interacting with you guys because I've known you forever. But once I kind of gave in to the interactions with strangers because, you know, we had to stand and 
listen to the other person just talk for two minutes and then trade off and then talk to a stranger for two minutes. Um, I, I mean, I kind of have an emotional wall where I feel like I need to kind of laugh uh, nervously, but I felt like the people I interacted with took it really seriously and, you know, got teary-eyed and, and really dove in. So I think it's, you know, it depends on someone's social comfort level. Yeah, yeah. So would you say that you have any kind of insight for someone walking in who doesn't know anyone there, including the facilitators? Um, yeah, I think anyone who goes to like a yoga class or, you know, goes to church or whatever it is, like you're going to go and interact with strangers. Yeah, and look out. There's going to be other people there. Yeah, and so it, it's something that as long as you, you know, set yourself up to try and get something out of it, you will. Mm -hmm. I, I think that some they know that when they're signing up for it. They're, they're ready to move something in their brain around yeah. in that space. And, um... Like I think therapy. Yes, except it's not therapy. We have, He's to, be very, it is there, not therapy. We have to be very clear it's not therapy. Um, but I think also Amber and I came to a point a few years ago, for a while I was like, maybe I'll make this part of my business. And then we realized, no, we just kind of want to do this for our friends. Mm -hmm. And for like people we maybe know a little bit, but like don't know that well. Like we just kind of want to keep it in the family a little. Yeah. Like these are things that I offer sort of as part of my business, but more because I want people I love to have access to rituals. Mm -hmm. And I want the people I love to have access to like meaning making in their life. I have all these skills, I have all these things I love to do, and I want to share it with people I know and love. Right. And so having strangers come is fun, but like, if they... If, if they're a friend of a friend, like sometimes people bring their friends with them. Uh-huh. And Which that's is a really huge the level. Compliment. It's wonderful. And that's like that's the comfort level. I kinda want it to feel like a party. Yeah. Like we've yes. all gotten together for this party. I've gotta say I love it when, when strangers come because we get a really honest picture of what oh, we're sure. doing. Good and point. like you Very know, true. we get we get feedback from people who are like, I didn't know what to expect and like I don't know you guys, but like it, it didn't matter. Yeah, and yeah, you know, like, and maybe they can even take more from it because yeah. they don't know us. Yeah, they can probably. be somewhat more invisible and and take it that way. Probably, that's, and, a, that's you know a good what. Point. And personally, because we do it in this like we've sort of taken our mind, our our headspace is out of this formal place and having it attached to your business. I love mm -hmm. that you're getting at least a few more reps in during the year so that you're feeling personally very full mm. and Getting and able to facilitate to people, mm. you know, you know, outside, you mean that I'm doing outside more? of your professional mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, environment. So yeah. that. And still my husband has never done one. Oh. He has <laughs> never done one once. Never once has he done one. Well, he's doing a lot with you day to day. I know. He sees me all the time. He has to do all our family rituals with me. He's like, that's enough. I'm done. Yeah. I was thinking about something you were saying just a second ago about making it really personal. I don't think it would scale up very well. Yeah. Maybe it would, but yeah. my, my first instinct is that because it's cozy, because mm. it's a small group, um, people are forced to interact you can't really you can hide a little but really <laughs> you you have to um you know break bread with everybody yeah oh, thank you for <gasps> saying oh, thank so. you for saying break bread <laughs> yeah, no, okay. look how excited we are about the, <laughs> the reference to breaking bread yeah. 
<laughs> no, I think the tone is right on when we have the magic number, which we don't know the magic number, but it's about 10 or less. Oh, I think it depends on the holiday. Sure. Because, for example, like, I think that the art of gratitude, actually, the Thanksgiving one, could get huge. That's oh. the one that I feel like we could have lots of strangers at. It could be big and weird, and it's a little less intimate because you're about to go into a holiday that is incredibly intimate. Yeah. Right? Like, Thanksgiving is one of those holidays that, if you celebrate it, you celebrate it in, like, small family groups or small friend groups. Um, so it's kind of nice. It would be a good juxtaposition to have a lot of people at that. Yeah. And the energy of gratitude builds on itself. So, like, if you have one person being grateful, that's great. If you have four people being grateful, that feels really good. If you have 20 people that you can get to a state of gratitude, oh, you, man. oh, my God, you're buzzing. That's a group high, yeah. It's buzzing. Oh, that's a really, really good point. I think it totally depends on the rituals you're doing. You're right. Do you all want to talk a little bit about some of the rituals for each of the um, holidays? Sure. Each of the workshops? Um, we can start with ghosts because it's coming up. And... Um, we definitely use salt. We'll, we'll talk about the ritual elements, which yeah. when I say that, yeah, what I mean is the, the, ar the artifacts, the things the we materials. use. The materials. Uh, we use salt. Salt is a binding agent, right? We, we use, use stones. Stones. <laughs> stones, some, something for you to focus your attention on and, and to imbue with whatever you're working on. Mm -hmm. We use um, herbs in that... Um, the ceremony craft. too because the craft the, all of these also have a craft component so there's a moment where you stop and you craft something that you take with you you and, are imbuing meaning in the thing that you're making exactly yeah. ah you're so smart well, I just used <laughs> the word I heard Amber <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for yeah we try to introduce a lot of materials and then like by the end of the workshop you get to touch everything and then at the end you get to integrate yourself and your experience that you just had into something that you can take home mm-hmm so for ghosts, you, we sage you a couple times, and then, you know, at the end of the workshop, we make smudge sticks, and everyone gets to create their own and choose the herbs that have the meaning that is interesting to them at that moment. Ooh, and, I like that. And they can, you know, stitch some little personal item into the stick if they want. Mm -hmm. and, then, um, and they're cool. Those they're are cool. They're really, really good. Really good looking. Yeah. Smell really good. What else? Um, okay, let's move on to another holiday. We try to keep things minimal like keep a few symbols for people like in art of the heart we did we wanted it to be a sensual one so we did a scent yeah. and we had taste we did chocolate we had chocolate there so you could taste something um and we had and we play music at all of them also oh, yes, so absolutely oh, uh -huh. so that's yeah we're trying to very gently bombard all your senses in a way that we hope is <laughs> i was gonna say sensitive but we want to be sensitive to the fact that, like, you are open in five ways, and we can give you a lot of um, a lot of stuff to work with. And maybe you'll only use one or two of your senses, but like we're giving you an offer for each, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And for New Year's, we use um, we start with a big slab of butcher paper and get everybody to mm -hmm. get their juices flowing, and we use a ton of pastel yeah. on it, and then we end up slicing that up into confetti that you get to disperse on your own and mm. use your own energy to sort of mm -hmm. scatter at, at oh, the man. end That's so really we have cool. confetti and we have um what else do we have for that one? Oh, we always write letters to ourselves or postcards to ourselves In and every send them to our one no but often <laughs> it's a good little 
tool, gotcha. you know, but particularly for the making room for the New Year's one because it's nice to receive something in the mail a couple weeks later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so when is the ghost? This uh, year we're doing um, Ghosts and Evening with What Haunts You, October 28th mm -hmm. at... We don't know. At in, in the, the evening. evening. It's a Sunday evening. And it'll be in a park. So that's the other thing that makes Ghosts unique is that it's a private event in a public space. Mm -hmm. So some things can happen. Yeah. It is by invitation only, but, you know, we're always kind of open to... If you're super interested in getting an invitation to Ghosts, an evening with what haunts you on October 28th, you can send me an email at passagewayarts at gmail.com. I'm Genevieve. You can just say yo G or whatever. Passageway Arts. Heard you on the podcast. Yeah. That could be cool. So uh, here at Chatty Crafties, we're collecting photos for our costume parade. Um, we're hoping all the month of October to take submissions from, from all of you guys and see what your costumes have been over the years. We want to see your handicrafts. We want to see what your mom made you. We want to see a lot of tin foil and cardboard. Yeah, stuff you're making your kids and stuff your mom made you would be really, really sweet. Oh my God, I love this idea. Yeah, yeah we're really interested. I love it. We want to see it. So um, last week we asked you guys to send in photos from your bad closets and all of your organizational spaces that are not organized. Um, so please keep sending us stuff. We'd love to see what you're doing out there. Yeah, it'd be really fun. Yeah, so Genevieve, um, every week we try and do a question of the week. Uh, I, we've had it done by guests most recently, and I think that's been really fun. So do you have a question that you want to put out to our listeners to have them answer? Yes. Uh, we always ask kids, what's your favorite color? But I'd like to know, what's your favorite color palette? Oh, I think that is especially applicable with makeup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For this upcoming season. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks, Genevieve, for sitting down with us. Thank you, Angelica. Thank you, Amber. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, thank you. And thanks to our listeners, and we hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. <laughs> <laughs> so spooky. <laughs> Please start digging up those adorable handmade costume photos and send them in. Someone will be standing by at chattycrafties at gmail.com to assemble them for our Halloween costume parade. And if you have a favorite color palette, please show us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We are into it. Our music is by Berm and Swale. Check him out on Facebook and find us at chattycrafties.com. Our show is just waiting for you to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play when you're ready. This episode was produced by me, Amber Moreno, and my crafty comrade, Angelica Norton, right here at Open Envelope Studio. Thanks for listening. Now go make some art. <laughs>